Sabbath. So, though this situation got very tough, but God bridged the gap and people from Oran, people like Michael, supported me through my school. In this adult stage, where I have to work, I leave at Sabbath sometimes by 4.30 a.m. just to attend lecture in Osaka. I'll finish the lecture and start racing back to Asaba, even in this current time with the state of the road. So I have been working and schooling at the same time. So many of my exams and um, assignments were based on concession because people just try to understand with me. I'm still running my PhD as I stand here. My first employment I was recommended to work with Professor Oku, late Professor Oku Ayoko. He was my first employer. And there I thought I went to work, but I went to another school as an IT person. Because he started teaching me not just the things I am meant to know in work, but things of life. And that was how I started my working experience. According to him, working makes an average of generations. He was far more an older person. I was just a small boy. So he tried to make sure that he schooled me in the world of work and in the things of life. I got my first official appointment, not private, uh, private job, with African Institute of Applied Economies to just enter data as a casual worker. While I was doing that, at the end of the work, the decision was whether to pay me for the data I entered or to retain me as a staff. It was a split decision, and there was so much resistance. But I was placed on probation. In the end of that probation, I came out excellent, and I was employed to assist the communications manager. That was how I started working with what, the, what is now known as African Heritage Institution. When my director there was appointed to head the distant learning, he facilitated my employment as a university staff. So I started working with the University of Nigeria, where I was schooling. This changed my trajectory in life. As I settled down to family and I got married to the best wife on earth, Gloria, who is a mother of two sons, Samuel and Newell. Today, I am working for the state government. I recall having to work with resource, my personal resources for the Okowa campaign and transition. Now, I want to address our young people here. I see a lot of young people here. You see, the road up or the road to success is not the beautiful suits we wear or the stories we tell. It is the work behind it. Most of us want to make it quickly. When I started working for the Okowa campaign, I was told that there was no money for any assistant or casual worker. So I was paying my way to Asaba to work. In fact, on one occasion, by 11 p.m. after the meeting, I was looking forward for them to tell me where to sleep. And they said I should go and look for a place to sleep. I had only 1,500 naira in my pocket. I had to beg my wife to send money to me. And when she was sending the money, she made me know that the money she was, saving, she was sending to me was from her savings. She was sending me 15,000 naira so I could get a hotel to sleep. And what was in our savings was, I don't think it was more than times two of that, just like 30,000 naira. So in the whole house, we had like 30,000 naira, 
and she was sending me 15,000 naira for one night. I decided that we had to change the trend. I looked for my sister who was living in Asaba, but she lived in a great man's house. So I went to stay with her. Her bed was just a spring bed. When she lies down on the bed, the remaining part is where I'll place my head as pillow. Then I have to fold my leg because if I stretch out my leg, it will enter the convenience of the house. The room was so small that if I stretch out fully, I was almost the same length as the room. So every time I sleep, if I mistakenly in my sleep stretch out my leg, I'll wake up for the rest of the night because my leg will enter the water in the convenience. And that was how I was walking. When I wake up in the morning, I'll just quickly take my bath. When I come to work, people don't know where I'm coming from. I just go to work and do my work. I lived there for close to one month. And there was not a single pay in my name from the government. Not even sure that I was going to get anything. But I kept on working. At this time, one of my sacrifices was recognized because the job I did was scaled through. And that was how I got appointed through my boss to become a special assistant. After all the sacrifice, my testimony. I did not just start working. Everywhere I went to, everywhere I walked, it was based on recommendation. And the good news is this. Everyone that recommended me was someone I met in the full gospel. Somehow, people I meet know what I can do. And when there's an opportunity, they will just introduce me to somebody who knows somebody. When I started working in UNN, it was when they asked for my document, they realized that I didn't write for application. My name had already come out. They have already announced giving me a letter of appointment without applying. And that was because of the work I had done for someone who was appointed. So my testimony is that in all, I have only been favored by God. And that is because of the full gospel. How is that so? When I joined the full gospel, I joined one of the biggest chapters or the most intimidating chapters, and that is the executive chapter. The stories I heard from those chapters, when people stand out to testify, they started testifying of how they were flying from one country to the other. And I was thinking, is this deja vu? Because all the stories were of big men, and I was just a small boy in the gathering only coming to eat meat pie. So I started tapping into the executive chapter blessing. And that is the secret I'm here to share today. You see, while I was in the executive chapter, something happened to me. I realized that when some people give their offering, you'll be wondering whether it is tight they are paying. Because the size of the envelope alone can be so intimidating that you will decide to keep your few notes. And I was seeing these people testify. I decided to try it. And that is the magic that turned the wand. How did it happen? When the executive chapter said they wanted to have a birthday outreach, I quickly went to the financial secretary and I asked him, how much is this meat pie that we even eat? And he told me, I decided that in January, which is my birthday, I was going to pay for it. From that year, I paid for it. The kind of blessings I started receiving, I will share them one one, even though I guess my time... Okay, thank you, sir. The first year, I paid for 
the uh, birthday outreach was 2012 in January. And it is so awesome that in that year, I was meant to travel out of the country from my workplace to go and further my studies. The financial manager of my workplace said that it is over his dead body that I will go. He didn't say it to someone to tell me. He came to me and said, you will never go for this travel. My name has been approved. It was an international grant. It has been approved and the money has been sent. I left this country without a cover from the office. But God did it in a wonderful way. Please permit me to share this. I was working in a place where people felt that why must it be this young man that we go? And how did this happen? There was a, a skill that was advertised. I was in the IT and my boss said, apply. When I applied, I was approved. But the financial manager felt for me to go abroad and do this thing would mean too big for me. So he said he would not approve it. But as God will have it, I got my visa and everything. And that January that I was supposed to travel, there was this uh, strike. I can't remember. The fuel crisis strike. That there was a shutdown in the whole country from 1st of January. And I was due to travel like on 7th. Now the flights were not going. I had to change my flight in less than one month. And God favored me. Somebody gave me all the money I required as a loan to go for the travel. And I want to share this for the young people. When you face ob obstacles, the best way to overcome them is give to the work of God. I decided to make that sacrifice. And from that year, I went, succeeded, and came back with my professionals, all fully certified. Praise the Lord. So I realized that what makes people tick in the fellowship is the size of what they give. Test me. I was ready to try it the next year. And the very next year, I did the same thing. I decided to make it bigger this time. I gave everything I had to the fellowship. The next year was the year 2013. That year, I had proposed to my wife. She had been telling me that she was still praying. But when I made that commitment, she accepted. She didn't even know what I did in the background. She told me she was praying. For close to nine months, she was praying. After I made the commitment that, God, this is what I'm going to give to you, she accepted. In that 2013, we got married. And that year, when we got married, every prayer that was made at our wedding was that in nine months' time, twins will come. One year, two year, third year. And people started praying for us. I want to tell you that my son is here, Samuel. Samuel is a product of the prayer of this chapter. And permit me to share that what most of us here didn't know was that our late prayer director, Engineer Dionua, stood in the gap. He waited on the Lord and fasted with my wife for weeks without anybody knowing. And he will come to the house and pray with my wife. They will call me on the phone while I'm in Asaba and they will pray. And until the child came, he never stopped praying. He kept on praying. In fact, people were laughing at me. They said, you were with your wife in Enugu. You, did, you couldn't impregnate her. That's the word they used for those who came to me physically. They said, you were with your wife in Enugu. You couldn't Is it when you go to Asaba? How will you be doing it from Asaba? 
But God did it in his own way. And I give God, to the, uh, give God the glory that today we don't just have a son, we have two sons to the gl uh, glory of God. I had had the opportunity to be in the fellowship and they would say, we want this. At the time, they said they wanted something for the media. I told my wife, this is how it works for us. And when we did that gift, I want to tell you that the appointment that came wasn't just a favor. It was the fruit of a seed that was sown. And today, I am standing out here to testify that as you are here in this banquet enjoying with us, if you want God to change the handwriting in your life to favor, you just have to accept and walk in this fellowship, not just with your money, with your talent and with your time. When you do all this, God will surely bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Favor. I didn't want to stop you. Honestly, I was under pressure not to stop you. The time is of the essence. Ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon I want, to, to, I want you to welcome somebody else. He's a lecturer. He's um, a thoroughbred academic. He's the second chapter vice president of this chapter. His name is Mr. Dr. Jasper Uche. He is going to say something when he comes. Put your hands together. When he comes, he will tell you what he has to say.